You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Touchlines and Touchdowns Podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a absentee-ish version of the Touchline Media Group. Uh, I am your host, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. In a moment, you will hear my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump. If it sounds like I am recording this at a different time, it is. I was 20-ish minutes late to recording because, as you will hear, almost no doubtedly, uh, I have uh, children who don't like to go to sleep on time, so that's life. Um, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decides to put in. Uh, ideally, it will be uh, alcohol, because, you know, it's, it's the weekend when I'm recording this, and, you know, have fun. Um, we are joined in this episode by uh, Adam, a.k.a. USMNT Stan. You can find him on Twitter at StanUSMNT. Um, you can find all of us at Twitter uh, at TLS underscore underscore TDS. So I'm going to uh, leave it to uh, the boys to get started. All right, you want to talk some Harry Potter? I really want to talk, yeah, some Harry Potter, man. Let's rock it Okay, out. so we, unfortunately, you missed uh, the first task. That was a couple episodes ago. Uh, not, unfortunately, you are here just in time for, we have entered Yule Ball season. Um, we have already gotten to the point where, you know, Harry and Ron are both the dumbest boys alive and have absolutely no game. So now we're just uh, going leading up to the U ball with um, Ron just pestering Hermione about who's taking her to the ball. I I love it. I said a lot of ball. I said ball a lot there. I said, ball, I said balls a lot. I did. Yeah. Uh, then we have what else do we have? Sirius finally gets back at the point of the ball, or right before. 
we're le- we're leading right up to it. Really, I guess we're no, we're there because like there's like a couple of things that happen the morning of, right? Like Dobby scares the crap out of Harry by Harry wakes up with Dobby sitting on his chest, and you know, as somebody with like small dogs who has done that. It is pretty terrifying to like wake up and there's just a nose right here on you. I assume kids are fairly similar. Uh, what else? Uh, shit, Harry. Harry keeps putting off trying to figure out what is in the golden egg uh, because you know he's not also apparently not a very clean or hygienic boy, so he doesn't think to take his egg into the shower. Um, which I maintain would be weird, but that was Ace's solution to the problem. <laughs> then, okay, now we're at the actual ball. So, obviously, lots of things happening. Uh, I guess you were telling us on Twitter that you are a huge fan of the what is it? The Weird Sisters is the is the band. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So, do they have an actual like recording? Did they release it in the Muggle world or? You, or is it just like in theory I'm a big fan of the Weird Sisters there <laughs> uh, you go he's fervently searching on his phone so I think he might this is this is do the hippogriff baby do the hippogriff oh my God. <laughs> like because Ace and I well Ace and I have like talked about this a lot uh about like it's a banger so so there's a couple there's obviously a couple of like wizard only musicians but why does it any besides content besides like substance why does it even matter like shouldn't all these kids be super into the cure yeah or like nirvana no the separate the separation between muggle and kind of wizard pop culture and stuff and sports is very yeah. weird because like some wizards are like fans of like English Premier League teams, like they talk right. about it, right? And they obviously like would have some exposure to music, and there's no reason why they wouldn't be like, yeah, I love whatever. Like you said, like I love that Nirvana song; it's killer. But it's like, oh, I don't even know about it. Like you obviously know about it. Like you go home. Like I don't know. Well, you go home. You have potential for non-muggle uh or for like muggle older children so you can have like somebody's older brother that doesn't make it to hogwarts and then he's obviously passing stuff down and since these guys are from the uk i'm sure it's like bowie or the stones or something no for sure like how much do how much do we think that pop culture has permeated obviously like are the weird sisters playing covers <laughs> of like like how many well first of all can we just talk like how many wizard bands are there like well so we know there's the weird sisters because yeah. they get they get asked to do a lot of stuff and then we <laughs> yeah, know there's everything. the weird they basically i think they i think they're the only band mentioned like the entire time so because they do they do there's this a sing, there's a do, singer that ron's mom likes i forget her name that's what i was gonna say for from christmas but yeah. the the isn't the band for uh what is it Flora and Bill's wedding? Isn't that also the Weird Sisters? They That's pop the up weird. somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. The Weird Sisters are in high demand, like for everything. 
so the, like this is uh, this is another thing i've thought about a lot it's it's we're really gonna get off track here early we can't even stay on track for the first five minutes like that's mid- fine we don't have anybody here to guide us no i love it it's mid- almost like we need a host it's true it's true mid 90s right we're talking like this is kind of sega genesis super nintendo getting into playstation right like yeah no, no wizard yeah, talk about this too that's not magic to me. That's magic, right? Like if I'm a wizard kid and I like played video games, I'd be like, "This is incredible. This is magic. Like this is magical." Well, but also like think about some of the early ge- like not, uh, Zelda, Link. Like yeah. there are magical subclasses. That there are wizards in that. Wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't like the Muggleborn kids be like, "This is bullshit. This is like this is discriminatory." There's this isn't this isn't how it works. My- this isn't how wizarding. Yeah, works. they're appropriating my culture. <laughs> oh man anyway and like yeah. so we've so angus's big like hill to die on was that we didn't understand how electricity works in the uh wizard world when in fact like we don't understand but he really didn't understand so like we kind of won because we understood a little bit <laughs> a little bit more um <laughs> but like so yeah so like radio like video games television this isn't taking place in like the 1800s this is like you know, the early to mid nineties. I mean, they, they make the wizarding world out to be like, she made the wizarding world out to be very sequestered, you know, like almost like they didn't even like know this existed, you know, like, like, you know, you know, Mr. Weasley is going to see like a Nintendo and be like, you know, what in the world Blow is mine? <laughs> by the way, this is, this is the night by the weird sisters. There's definitely like, they got that British '90s band like like vibe to them though. Oh, yeah. Oasis! I forgot about Oasis. Yeah, just Oasis. The Gallagher That's, Brothers just yeah. like talking shit to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these kids would all love Oasis, by the way. Like, That's what I'm like, saying. Also, what are the, so what are the ethical implications of uh, using the Imperious Curse on Muggle bands and then confunding them after? Like. <laughs> Could we we could just easily get the stones? We could get Elton John. You might not even have to like confund to Elton John. You might just tell him, like, no, baby, the 60s are back. And he was just like, Yeah, hell yeah, I've been waiting for this. Man, so the Yule Ball. I've thought about this a lot. You guys haven't talked about the Yule Ball yet, the actual ball itself, right? No. We're just I'm getting stuck on the band. So I'm going to jump over to the old ball real quick. So my favorite part of, I think most of, I wouldn't say my favorite part of all the movies, but I love the Yule ball movie scene. Like, I think they did a great job of capturing the angstiness that's going on. The weird sisters are in it. You know, they don't actually explicitly say it much, but like, you know, they're dance. Like, I just love the whole Yule Ball scene. I just feel like they really, they caught the vibe in the movie, man. And uh, they didn't, they didn't always do that. I, I don't feel like in the movies, but um, I was, I was a big fan. And like, R- like Ron and Harry, like, it's so hard for me. Like they go from being the biggest losers. They're like utter <laughs> losers, bro. Like they're the only two dudes in the whole school who are sitting there doing nothing. Right. Like That's how they make it out. And like not only that, but like think about think about what's happened in this school for the you know three and a half years leading up to this. 
Harry is an unmitigated Quidditch star. Both of them have like gone through at least two known adventures to save somebody's lives. And like Harry is now a the you know the best one at the first task. And these two idiot boys still cannot parlay all of that into being semi-popular and talking to girls. Yeah, it's almost like yeah, she she loses me a little bit with that. With with Ron, maybe not, but with Harry, like Harry would be come on, like let's be honest. Like we all went to middle school, right? Like I wasn't that guy in middle school, but there was that those guys in middle school. Like Harry's that guy. He doesn't even have to try. He has zero effort to put in, and he's that guy, you know? Like he's even got the bad grades to show for it and everything, but Jim. It's true. true. Uh, Uh, We've been talking about how we we really enjoyed the whole underlying plot of like Harry and Ron being, you say angsty, we said like scared to talk out, to ask how girls or like even admit that girls existed, which has led to like the whole Ron and Hermione fight, uh, which is why it's really fun when like Harry and Ron simultaneously realize who Victor Crumb has brought to the ball. All of a sudden, I do appreciate that they gave Emma Watson her like she's all that moment. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> great like the record screeches to a halt. It she is a can't down. hardly wait moment. I just want to be clear about this. It is a can't hardly wait moment, not a she's all that moment. Can't hardly wait. Probably unbelievable. unbelievable and slept on movie, by the way. But so you're saying this is a Jennifer Love Hewitt walking in the door moment? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, like no. the nerdy oh. girl all of a sudden is supposed to be the hot it girl. Let's litigate. Let's litigate. I think it's more of a she's all that moment too. This is a girl who goes from like the, the you know, not ugly, but like, you know, nobody really notices her. And then it's like, they to don't be even, fair, in the book, she is not her. supposed to be attractive. <laughs> they don't even recognize her though, right? Like, okay. is it, isn't this also, sorry, I haven't read these chapters in a while. I'm pretty sure these are also the chapters when Hermione shrinks her teeth. I don't know if you guys talked about that or not. We, we, we did, in fact, uh, okay. speak on this. Right. Um, the reason why I think it is a can't hardly wait moment and not a she's all that moment is because I don't think that Hermione Granger uh, at the Yule Ball was any more attractive than she always was. Um, <laughs> and she's all that uh, we are led to believe that by taking off your glasses and by putting your hair down or up, I'm, it's never really clear to me, but by taking off your overalls and putting on a dress, you suddenly become infinitely more attractive. Um, I would posit that Jennifer Love Hewitt being attractive the entire time and simply walking in slow motion um, is much closer to what we have with Hermione Granger, who at no point was attractive. Um, and this is b- borne out by the fact that she ended up uh, marrying a gangly redhead from a poor family. But that's the same no, thing. That's no, the same, that's, thing, no. It's the same thing as the girl. T- is the girl Hermione puts on a really fancy dress, right? Yeah, she does, she combs her hair. Ace, I agree with you. I don't think she's really that much more attractive. But they're trying to sell to you that she's made some sort of change. Exactly. She's I mean, got I'm smaller teeth, I'm, I'm like, man. She's, she's all that. got I'm like, smaller teeth. Girl? Like this girl, she's all that. I, I was always a big fan of the she's all that girl, but like she was already pretty hot. Like, what's her name? Let's be, I don't know. Let's be honest though. Like, that girl's going to have guys all over her. I don't care if she has overalls and glasses and if she paints, guys are going to want that girl before Freddie Prince Jr. gets to her. Uh, also, I think Paul Walker got there first. 
It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I'm just saying. <laughs> Paul Walker. Stop is- bringing up Paul Walker. I know. I'm sorry. R.I.P. He dubs. So the other, what are the other important things that happened during the Yule Ball? So uh, can I bring up the absolute funniest thing that happens after the Yule Ball? Because I might need to uh, be here uh, 100% because I'm definitely here this entire time. Um, But uh, in the movie, uh, Snape catches uh, kids having sex in a car. It's it's exceedingly unclear why there is a car or why they are having sex in it. But it is so funny. <laughs> Wait, can, can, I, can I ask a question? This is a, a, a serious question. So, for Delacour, I forget. <laughs> You're not going to get a serious answer. No, this is serious. This is real serious stuff. For Delacour. Ben Gibbard ask. Goes to the Yule Ball with one of the Hogwarts dudes, right? I forget who. Roger Davies. Roger Davies. It, JK is implying that they're hooking up, right? Yes. Like outside, like they go outside to a private area, right? Like, did they have sex? Yes or no? Yes. I mean, yeah. He got got there before Bill. Had anybody gotten there before that? Probably, right? She's a 17 year old girl who's Who's who's, like one of the hottest women in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, France. Like, 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 I'm going to say probably the French aren't known for their sexual hangups. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. Nice. Um, like, can we also just Roger Davies, biggest overachiever, one of the biggest overachievers ever? Like, uh, I mean, he goes from floor to chow. It's a pretty big step. Uh, uh, wait, no, there's a there's a middle in there too because it's whoever uh, getting ahead of myself. But when Harry and Cho have her their big book fight, Roger Davies is on a date with another woman. Another dude is I think, a Hufflepuff. Oh, baby, baby's pulls. Baby's He's a Madam Puttyfoots. Madam Puttyfoots. Yeah, Puttyfoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's right. Dave Davies. Uh, I'm, I mean, look, like, I'm not saying that that he is the you know the guy at Hogwarts, but Cedric Diggory, Harry Potter, Roger Davies. One of those dudes is is pulling whoever he wants, and it's not Cedric Diggory, and it's not Harry Potter. <laughs> apparently Davies and, is getting after it but i mean he's getting after it he's he's working hard um you know he's 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 making sure everything uh is is done properly yeah but then, i mean yeah i'm sorry my last random hogwarts sex question um, yes that's yeah. what we're here for <laughs> it, it is what we're here for hagrid and madame maxine Yes, no, like what like I, I, I think I all I can think of in this moment <laughs> is Fez saying I want to climb her. <laughs> <laughs> she looks dirty. <laughs> I want to climb her. Uh yeah, no, I big wait, is Madame X saying Rhonda? <laughs> <laughs> I honest to God, I think they have the same haircut too. <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> um yeah, I, I, so I say no because I say that two half giants going at it, and the only plausible place they could be going. Well, I guess there's the forest, and then there is uh, Hogwarts or Hagrid's cabin. Like, would that not cause an earthquake of some kind? <laughs> All right, that's legit. I, but but yes, obviously yes. Like like yeah. you you know you've heard of the Muffliato spell, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's the silencer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just get some muffliato going around. You're good to go. It's look, look like you know, 
we all have lived in apartments. Like sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put the muffliato spell out there. You know, <laughs> it's true. Or or not in a yeah. lot of cases in my life, but yeah, I like that we did. I like that we do. Uh, you know, just kind of paper over the fact that there is definitely there is a room that only appears when you need it, and there is a certain spell that makes no noise uh, audible outside of that room. The room of um, requirement is disgusting because nobody cleans it. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody ever needs to clean, or nobody ever is required to clean a room. Uh, like, like, can you imagine, like, like you're like, oh, me and this girl, like, I need a room, I need a room. Oh, there's a bed. There's flowers. Why is this bed so sticky? Oh my god. <laughs> there's all of the things in. There's all of the things people have hidden here. That actually change. That actually changes. You know, when like Harry hides his uh, Half Blood Prince book, where they find find the deed, and I'm like, there's mm-hmm. just years and years of stuff uh, lining like literal corridors that they have to walk up and down. Yeah, all dildos. Just so many dildos. <laughs> hey, guys, a room of dildos. I just remembered I have another sex-based question. I'm really sorry to, yeah. to keep the pod going this way. Yeah, sure. Like, right <laughs> after this, right after the Yule Ball, I don't know if we're problem. fully, I don't know if we're fully ready to transition, but it just kind of fits the mold of what, where we're at right now. Right after the Yule Ball, I believe is a scene where Harry goes to the bathroom. Finally, I think you guys maybe have talked a little bit about it, or no? Yes. Oh, when he opens up the egg. Yeah. And yeah, moaning, yeah, go for and it. moaning, and moaning Myrtle, right? Yeah, yep, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just gonna say, like, the movie really got, really went after it. By the way, like, she's like going yeah. into the water. Yeah. He's like making facial expressions. Like, what? Like, what is going on there? Like, J.K. Yeah. was really getting after it. What do you guys call her, Joanne? Right, that's her first name. Uh, I mean, her mama call her Joanne. I'm gonna call her Joanne. <laughs> I actually have no idea what her mom calls her. Um, um, yeah. Mom. So, hot take, Harry Potter, like, little bit overrated? Wait, in general? Based on Myrtle's facial expressions? Especially in this competition. I mean, look, like, like Harry Potter, uh, I mean, first things first, you can't compare him to Cedric. He's three years younger. What do you want from the kid? Uh, <laughs> It's true. Second, um, look, like I, I, th- I think it's not an accident that he he only ever dated, as far as we're aware, three girls, maybe four if we include the the attempted um, rape by Lavender Brown. I mean, attempted love potion because somehow that makes it better. <laughs> um, but he, he's only ever dated three or four girls, and of those four, um, one had wanted nothing to do with him. One left him at a party. One, again, tried to rape him. And the fourth one was his best friend's little sister who he'd known since she was 10. And that was the one he married. I'm just saying, the boy who lived, not really living, is he? Not really living. Didn't take advantage of it. I Like, there's a there's a take for Harry Potter overrated. I mean, I, I'm not sure I'm fully ready to make it, but it defi- I'll say this. In this, every time I reread this book, I've been like, Harry, bro. <laughs> you got real lucky. Like everything <laughs> luck or full on assist, right? How does he accomplish this task? Right? The egg. It's there set, you go. Right? I was going to say, he's definitely overrated because the only reason he solves any of these is because somebody tells him how to do it. And specifically someone tells him how to do it um, who's trying to murder him. And yeah, you're talking, and, about, you're talking about a death, a death eater tells him how to do it. By it the way. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many points would Harry Potter had re- have received without the direct 
uh, intervention of air quotes Mad Eye Moody. Zero. He's done. He's done. I mean, he doesn't get. In all honesty, he freezes on on the dragon. He's not a gamer. He's not a gamer. He's not like he doesn't. He doesn't know like Akio. Like he barely knows. Like hey, there's a spell. Akio yeah, he does. Like, well, he, get your broom to come he, to you. <laughs> he never actually like looks at the scouting report. He's just a natural athlete. He depends on those instincts. They're like they're like Harry. Let me tell you, in, we learned this in first year charms. Harry's like I wasn't paying attention. Sorry, bro. Like, and, uh, and, and let me no. tell you about about natural athletes who are playing varsity as as first years or as freshmen. They're impossible, and I want nothing to do with them uh, by the time they get to their senior year. I want nothing to do with them. They're not gamers. They don't got that dog in them. Harry Potter does not got that dog in them. I'll just say the one kid in my high school was on varsity as a freshman, and he averaged like nine a game as a freshman. It was, you know, all freshman team for Jersey. Um, averaged seven points a game as a senior. So I, I think your theory holds up here, according to uh, my one man. Case. I mean, and and given given uh, sample sizes are real, um, one is a sample, and an n of one is is uh, statistically significant. Um, That's how math works. Harry, you remember Potter. from the last episode, Ace admitted he is very good at math. Great. Harry Potter. Harry Potter K- equals Cade Cow? Question mark. I'm just <laughs> saying. I'm just saying. Like like finishing is a skill. You know, like if you can finish, then that's something that's replicable. Um, shout out. Uh, I, is that a Bell's thing or is that a um that's a yeah Greg, Greg thing? Yeah, yeah it's a Greg thing. thing, right? Um, um yeah, so then so we, he he goes, you know, he gets gets a gets a dime, right, from Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle says, you know, hey, the last boy who was in here went under the water, right? So he goes under the water, figures out what he's gotta do, here's the song. Well, actually he does he doesn't figure it out, right? He hears the song and still can't figure it out. Isn't that what happened? Isn't that the yeah. flow? Yeah, it's a, they tell him, like, he had, no. He figures out, like, what he has to do, but he doesn't figure out, like, he doesn't know how to get under the water. That's what he has to figure out. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 right, right. He knows it's going to be in the lake, but then, yeah, he doesn't still. But then even still, after getting a dime, he still doesn't know how to solve it. He needs two assists, by the way, to have a chance in this one task. I'll just put that out there. Like, again, yeah. Yeah, because he's overrated. Overrated? He's, he's, it's 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 he doesn't he doesn't watch film. Like like what I'm seeing out of this is that like he he just he just doesn't know how to grind film. You know, he's he's willing to come out on the day, but when when he gets you know when he gets into film, he's just spending the entire time saying like, "Oh, that was dope, though, right?" And you have a coach yelling at him saying, "Harry, you don't know what you're doing." He's like, "No, no, no, coach, I got this." And then you know, and then you know, you don't know how to deal with ice coverage, and you spend the entire day on the sideline. I'm 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 talking about a very specific freshman from uh, 2009 in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, um, who didn't listen, and I, I don't want to get into it. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you don't show up on time for film and you don't know what you're doing, sometimes you're going to get weird coverages, and you're not going to know how to deal with it. In this case, Harry Potter got got a question that he did not understand how to answer, and what was it? Two days before the second the second thing, he's like, uh, I guess it's mer people. Which again, I don't, I don't know how we feel. Like, do, are they sovereign? Are mer people <laughs> sovereign? <laughs> well, this yeah. is again, we're getting back to the question about the, the centaurs and everything. Like, how, how humanoid or how intellectually advanced do you have to be until you? Where do you cross that line, man? Like, Last are the mer people 
are the well, oh, the, we're not doing last time. That was, uh, are the mer people like subject to the minister of magic? Do they say, do they have I, their own representative? Yeah, this this sounds a lot like Star Wars to me. Um, and if I remember correctly, the Gungans did not recognize the Naboo authority until after the war. Um, at which point they sent a senator who was a Gungan uh, to officially propose that the Chancellor get emergency powers. Jar Jar Binks was a, uh, a Sith Lord the entire time. Look it up. I, listener, I'm not even kidding. Look it up. Jar Jar Binks was a Sith Lord. That's a big time, big time theory. Um, that's actually one of my favorite ones. It's, I mean, look, there's a lot of evidence. Yeah, so, according to Reddit. When is Reddit wrong? Uh, you know who is not wrong? It's this sponsor. All right, Adam, I'm sorry. I think I interrupted you with a sponsor. No, you didn't. Um, Root sponsors. But but sponsors, you know, have to take priority here. So here, I don't know if you guys remember this part, right? My my brain's starting to ring. I was reading a little quick synopsis. Harry, after the egg, this is book, not movie, right? Harry, I think, gets almost gets caught by Snape, right? I don't know if you guys remember this part. Yeah, I think coming back from... Yeah, he trips on a trick stare, and but he's under the invisibility cloak. Snape can't see him. I think Moody grabs the egg. Moody sees him. Well, Bard, yes. I call him Bard Eye Moody, right? Because it's actually Barty Crouch Jr. Sees him the cloak. Um, weird part of that, though, right? I think it's actually a, a, a slept on part. And this, once again, is Harry Potter, right? Through the years, maybe a little overrated, right? Or maybe just not quite aware of his surroundings. He had a map that was telling him barty crouch right that's what it, it said the, the the marauders map which he has in his hands keeps saying yep. barty crouch and he tells barty crouch dressed up as mad eye moody with apologies potion he says i keep seeing barty crouch and he's and, and then mad eye moody grabs it and is like let me check that out i don't know why i would say that but he's doing it because it's him like between that and the year before the Pettigrew thing right like terry really hasn't learned that this map doesn't lie to you it's telling you really really messed up stuff and you should listen to it and you should tell people like come on here's my question um do you if you're james potter knowing that the apparent apparently knowing that the marauders map cannot differentiate between juniors or the thirds don't you automatically name your first child james like don't you automatically (laughs) like 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 how do you not because like if it's me and I'm like, okay, like there are certain elements of a magical map that might be useful in the future um, that cannot differentiate between me and my son. I'll just give it to my wife and be like, you're aware of this map, certainly at this point. Um, I was in the room. Is she? I, probably. Is she? Probably. I don't think so. I was, I was in the Great Hall the entire time. You can see on the map that James Potter was in the Great Hall during the hours <laughs> in which you were concerned that I was off with wherever or whatever i was doing presumably hanging out with sirius and if we're being honest about how old they were and what they were likely doing getting super drunk and (laughs) betting on quidditch i mean just like like all these people are high school graduates um living in their hometown i I can't imagine that they're they're off doing like book clubs (laughs) there was was so much there there so much there to still 
you're you're flying. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think that I think okay. So to actually answer the question, I think that the barrier there is Lily. I don't think Lily is like hell yeah. Let's just let's just help our son in eleven years sneak around the castle like you did. Because look how you turned out, you rapscallion. I don't know. I, th- I, I, I think that there's a good argument to be made that Lily Potter did not realize exactly how much of a chotch James was. Oh, man. I, I mean, like, yeah. Well, based on what you learn in the seventh book, she did. Yeah. Like, and she, she just kind of falls in love with it. Like, you know, he's so lo- he's such a lovable douche that like, he's really pretty when he's uh, bullying and harassing my best fr- childhood friend. But he's so pretty. <laughs> yeah, the he the bullying you know apparently went down through the years. That's that's he went from being a horrific person to to a, yeah. They don't make James Potter out to be a great human. I'll tell you that. Um, I don't think he was a good guy. <laughs> maybe he became an okay man. I don't know that we have evidence for that. <laughs> yeah, think about think about how old he is when he dies. That would be a tight 180 in like five hey, years he's in the order of the phoenix all right he's he's fighting for good okay if the bar is not a literal nazi then yes <laughs> in that world it kind of was though right like i mean fine if if, if the bar era, is like, yeah if the bar is not a literal nazi then, then like james like cleaned it like at least 50 percentile or above of people in that era it seemed like, like all right okay no we all right, no, we're, we're jumping way ahead, but we got to do this now. So, like, the Order of Phoenix, the the first time and the second time, honestly, but, like, the second time at least makes a little bit of sense. Like, it is implied that it is, like, 20 to 30 people. Yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead. I, I was just saying, like, I, I think that the numbers here in the magical world are completely messed up because apparently there were only 10 Death Eaters or something. <laughs> yeah. And, like, like look. That, like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm all for like those Instagram, like inspirational posts that you only need five close friends to take over the world. You don't, you need infrastructure. It's really hard to overthrow a government um, with five people. Like you need a lot yeah, of folks you could, involved. You, you so, need yeah, more than 10,000. We saw an example of that two years ago. Yeah. Not, to, not, to, not to fight against you here, but one the imperious curse was powerful. That's just true. But you need to have a lot of people issuing those imperious curses. Yeah. Okay. So, so that, wait, is this like Inception? Can you imperious somebody that is like? Can you imperious somebody to imperious somebody? I yes, assume it gets weaker. Yes, can. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it get weaker the more you go down the rabbit hole? I don't know. That's. Yeah, I don't know why it would though. Like the instructions might be like less loud. But I don't know why the actual hold would be any weaker. Because I, I, so the reason I think this is because Harry was able to fight it off despite being mentally weak at every other turn that we see him with. Um, and so like the fact that there's some element of fighting it off, I think that that means that there's some element of intensity or strength of the curse itself, which means that like- Yeah, I, I, I think that's true. So, so like if I, so like, so like there's a measure of intent and I think like- Substitute- Yeah, intent, okay. With the intent, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Uh, but yeah, no. So I, I didn't, I didn't think there was ten death eaters. I thought there was like ten death eaters that were in Voldemort's like inner circle. 
I thought that there was like more people that were willing to do things for him, just not necessarily like the there tightest are. group. No, there are. There, there are. I mean, there is definitely a, a a much bigger circle of Death Eaters, but and you could also just imply that even if they don't show it explicitly. But even so, I think AC, your points right. Like, there's not a thousand. Like, right. like it's pretty clear there's not a thousand. But how big is the magical world? That's unclear, dude. There's one magical school in all of England, and there's like. 30 kids per house like how many kids are in hogwarts you know what i'm saying like it's it's it's, a valid question like it's one small private kid to educate all the wizards from like it also brings up since this is the geo like the geopolitical uh nationalism book it brings up the point of what were the other european wizarding countries willing to allow voldemort to do in england were they just like screw it it's his leave him alone because um, like otherwise, I mean, I mean, just strictly you speaking, have some you have some responsibility to stop, you know, Wizard Hitler. I'm just saying that uh, Europe actually has uh, some history a test about, case? Uh, yeah, a test case about what is it willing to um, do in the case of a genocidal leader and uh, tough break <laughs> check, Slovakia. Yeah. But well, England I mean- was the England was the line in that one. Yeah, I mean, like England, England, right? Like, wasn't the future king of England or the former king of England who, whatever, like gave up the throne? Wasn't he? Oh yeah, they were all pals with Hitler and like going to Germany in 1939 and like, and it wasn't like the prime minister of England like still kind of saying like, nah, like you know, we can't go to war with them. We have to appease him. So like, Neville Neville Chamberlain said, "Peace in our time in 1938." Um, the the German uh, royal house is German, or the uh, the English royal house is German. They had to change their name. We learned that a couple of episodes ago. I forget what it is though. Something like super German. So, right. so hey, can, can we can we move to the second task? Are we there? Like I feel I feel like we're we're churning tonight. Oh no, we skipped so much shit. <laughs> What do we? What do we skip? It What's doesn't matter. I, like, like, I, let's let's. It go doesn't matter. Let's go. Hit the, <laughs> no yeah, chance. Hit the second. Nothing hit, important. Like, <laughs> like, like, like. Hit the nothing. second. Let's yeah. hit the second. Uh, yeah, second task. All right. Uh, so we find out. Well, so he has to, Harry has to be heavy handedly told that uh, the way to do this is gillyweed, which he has to steal from. Or he has to have Hermione, I think, steal from Snape's private stores, which is how we end up in the situation you were talking about earlier. Or he uses the knowledge he gets from the situation in order to do that. And then he, we realize that he has to swim underwater to try and save somebody. Does this because, again, conveniently, uh, Gillyweed lasts for exactly one hour, exactly as long as you need to be underwater. Well, it's about how it's much also, you, it's about how much you eat. So he ate the even more like right. He ate a perfect amount that gave him exactly an hour. Like, and sh- I, I always mix up book and movie here, right? So in the book, Dobby gives it to him, but in the movie, Neville does, right? I think Dobby still gives it to him, but Neville is the one that like tells him how to do it in the in the movie. Okay. Because like Neville involvement in the movie, I, I I actually thought that was no in the in upgrade. the book, in the book because in the book Moody has given Neville the book on herbology where the answer is contained, 
And then I think Neville and Harry have a conversation and Dobby is the one that delivers the, the actual gillyweed. Like Gosh, the morning up, like need, wakes him up. I need to reread now. My memory, I think you're mixing up the book and the movie into one. But we need a we need that an arbitrator. We need an arbitrator here. I, I thought the book was just purely Dobby. It was just Dobby on, but on the you know Mad Eye Moody going to Dobby, and then I thought the movie was the other way. I didn't, I didn't, I don't remember Dobby even being a part of the third, the fourth movie. I don't think he is. I don't think Dobby's in it. In the fourth movie, I don't think so. Yeah, he is because this. I mean, maybe not the. Wait, are you asking about the movie specifically or the? Uh, yeah. Oh, I have no idea. I haven't watched I that movie. That's what I'm while. saying. I don't think Dobby's in the movie. I think they use Neville as a stand-in in the movie, which I actually like. But the point is, like, this is a this should be a Neville thing, in my opinion, because it's herbology and like I, I like the Neville piece of it. Um, yeah, and I I think if J.K. didn't do that, I think that's a, it was a good enhancement by the the filmmakers here, but. Um, yeah, the 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 part of this task that always you know stands out to me is like like they don't need to think that people are gonna die. And clearly Harry has no idea that, that like the wizarded world isn't gonna leave these people underwater to drown. He's like, Oh my god, yeah. if I don't get Floor's sister, she's gonna die. Like, come on, bro. Like, obviously Dumbledore's not gonna let somebody die underwater because somebody didn't make the, you know, didn't finish the task. I don't know. He says of the opinion that he might, but like that also brings up the question of, did it, did you, I mean, did this ever really have to be a person then? Like some of the implication needed to be that this person was going to die, which I agree is super messed up, but like, that's the way that you get these guys because otherwise it makes no sense. Why is it not just like, Again, Harry's broomstick. Harry would probably fight just as hard for his broomstick as he did for Ron. Yeah, I, I, these kids think think that these grown wizards are about to kill an innocent person for a random game. Like, come on! Like, it's, what what a weird world, man. Well, um, I don't even think it's the kids. I think it's just Harry. Because the other three, like... No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. The other three, like, the other three are, like, see a piece, right? Like, I think, like, Crumb gets there and is like, yeah, whatever. I don't care about the other three. Yeah, and, well, we also have to probably talk about, like, so Crumb has been on one date with Hermione, and he has stalked her for, like, I think of two months-ish, three months-ish at this point, and all of a sudden, she is the most indispensable person in his life. Like, that's some love bombing. That's... That's a big red flag, girl. You got to get I the think, hell out of that relationship. I think that's more just like the prodigy. Like Crumb, Crumb, one hundred percent had a Quidditch dad. Like, can we can we just can we go here? Like he like Crumb was groomed from like three to play Quidditch. Oh yeah, and it was and it Definitely. was by a dad. Like we're talking about like the worst of the worst sports dads. There's like no doubt. Yeah, like Marv Marinovich. Yeah, that kind of kid had no life. Like Hermione might have been his first hookup. Like. It just like uh, like his dad would. Never, I don't. Like, there's no way. His, there's might, no might be his might be his first time away. Travels from Travels with the national team. He might travels be, with the national oh, team. Oh, does it? But dad's there. Dad's there. He's the underage guy. Dad's there. Dad's never letting him go out with girls. Never letting him drink. This might be the first moment that he's ever been truly away from dad. Like different country. Hey, dad. Dad. I mean, asked maybe Parker different country. Hey, can, like, can I come? 
can I come for this? And Carker, I was like, you know, sorry, British, you know, British wizarding won't let you come. And that's you actually know, a good point. That's weird. But their I, parents aren't there the whole been, time. I have a lot of I have a lot of random theories. This is one from big time, like just ultimate helicopter sports dad who never allowed him to do anything. And now, like, otherwise, dude, why would he go for Hermione? Like, come on. Like, Crumb went, Crumb went to a boarding school. He was no, no, there, I, I get, was it, like I get it, but like Hogwarts has much more attractive girls. They're following him around, and he doesn't you know how don't to- know that. Some no, of those no. Eastern European women are very attractive. In the movie, he's being followed around. And I assume in the book he is too, right? Yeah. And you're telling me that Crumb and Harry, maybe the two greatest young Quidditch players in the world, two of the greatest, can't get girls. Like, it's a little weird. Well, Harry's Harry's not famous as like a Quidditch player outside of Hogwarts, which now that I'm thinking about it, is also kind of weird. So like, he has to be, he's so far down, he's like in college and the top, I assume the top Quidditch league in England is called the Premier League, but I don't know how much uh, they're willing to give that nod. But yeah, Harry is like, he's like the equivalent of a college player trying to make the MLS. Like, they don't know who he is. No, no, I, I agree. But but in his Hogwarts bubble, they do, right? So if you're the big man on campus in high school, you know, typically you can get some ladies and you're a popular dude. And that's what he should be. And Cr- like, Crumb, if you're big time, you don't come to Hogwarts and go, Hermione Granger, get over here, girl. Like, you're- there's something going on. I'm just saying. So, Asa, you're stepping in the middle here. Victor Crumb, my theory's always been helicopter sports dad. Who, you know, I'm talking about like Russian helicopters. Marinovich, like, yeah. We're talking about insane stuff. Like, never let his never lets his kid go out, party, drink, date girls. And I think this is maybe the first time he's really been outside of that bubble. And he gets outside of the bubble, and he he doesn't even like know who he is. He doesn't even know what he can do. You know what his power is, and he's like Hermione Granger. Yeah, this is the move right here. Like. And so that's, yeah, anyway, that's fine. I mean, I like my thing with Crumb is I think that, um, do you remember that Justin Timberlake sketch on SNL uh, where he- Dick in a box, yes, continue. No, 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 not Dick in a box. The one, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. No, no, Immigrant's Tale, where he is playing like his own great grandfather and he talks about like all the things that he's going to do. It's a very funny sketch. I, I highly recommend it. I but, but there's a, a joke there where he's like, and you know, by 18, he will be so popular and he, he will have been with so many ladies and in different ways and in different times that maybe, I don't know, he'll try some things with guys. And then everybody's like, what? And he's like, no, no, everything else will come true, but not that part. <laughs> and it's like all the things that he's talking about, he will do. And, and that's like, that's the only one that, that he didn't do. And I think that maybe Crumb has that experience because back in Bulgaria, dude, dude has been, has been has been, you know, putting up numbers since he was 15, you know, like you're, you're talking about someone who's, who's, who's world-class at, at 17, right. Which means that he was certainly professional at 15. We're talking Freddie Adu, but good here. For sure. Um, and I think he came to Hogwarts and he was like, there's this girl who does not care about me. I am, oh. I'm, 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 I'm interested because she does not care about me, but I promise you that when he goes back to Bulgaria, his girlfriend is going to be waiting for him. And I promise <laughs> you that he has a girlfriend back in Bulgaria <laughs> of that. I am certain. 
but you know, he's there. It's like, I need something just, to just do. to play out the timeline here, three years after this, he comes to a wedding and he can't get any girls. I'm just, like, he comes to the wedding and he goes, Hey, what's up with her? Nah, she's dating somebody else. What's up with her? Well, that's, like, I mean, that's more on the people at the, 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 the people planning the wedding. You got to make sure that there are enough singles for mm-hmm. it to be fun right. or no, or no singles, right? Like there are single girls. Like you just like, well i don't know you try you try pulling girls in your sex something up with the quidditch stars yeah maybe just maybe it's just all about the numbers game the low numbers just make everything really really difficult yeah i I mean it's 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 a question i i i I will say which is to wizards poor ratio yeah i mean it look it's it's it, it math comes for all of us um it's true yeah you gotta I mean you just gotta choose that's when you're choosing colleges that was like a big part of it right like what's the ratio yeah, um, I went to, I went to I mean, the University of Michigan at Ann Arbor. That did not really play into my my thought process. <laughs> should have, should have. My sister went to Arizona. She was smarter than me. Yeah. There's a second, second 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 task. Okay, so what are your thoughts here? Uh so uh, my my overarching thought is really that Harry Potter has no has no will to win. He has no killer instinct. Um, and he seems to believe that non-entered parties are going to die. And that's the dumbest thing that you can possibly consider. <laughs> I know. It's like, you know what? Alba, well, I was about to say Albus Dumbledore wouldn't kill a child, but well, <laughs> that's not true. Um, for the greater good. Anyways. Um, oh. Yeah, right. Um, people forget that about Albus Dumbledore. Um but the 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 idea of that that like you have to fight these mer people who are a, again either a sovereign nation of conscious beings or otherwise are fish really aggressive fish but they seem to understand the concept enough and so what they the triwizard uh, tournament has done here is it's like hey we're going to make a game out of your life like imagine if like the game was you need to go into a native american reservation and rescue your friends and the Native Americans will try to stop you. And it's like, that's sort of fucked. I don't love that. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> weird. Like, were they here first, these mer people? Probably. Um, is this their land? A little bit. Are we invading it for sport? Yeah. Yeah, we are. That's not cool. Uh, and so, like, you know, whatever. Um, Harry, Harry has no killer instinct. You know, look, you play to win the game. You play to win the game. You know, it's a little weird that that the person who is who is taken from him is his best friend. Um, we should have that conversation about like, <laughs> you know, what what's up, Harry? Well, I pointed out I pointed out that Crumbs was you know a girl that he's been on I believe one date with and has Igor been Karkaroff essentially stalking did, for yeah. three. Igor Karkarov does not pay attention. It was Igor's job to figure out who to to take off, and he's like, I fuck it, I don't know, I don't know what he's been doing for the last four I mean, months. Diggory, Diggory, and Cho <laughs> haven't been together that long either. Can we talk about that? Like, somebody's taking their best friend. We got a girl you went on one date with, Diggory and Cho. Like, what have they been together? Like a month, maybe. Couple yeah, months, but they, yeah. but like, you don't know that. Like, D- Diggory might have had a crush on her for like four years. Again, we know for a fact Crumb did not like physically see Hermione until three months ago. <laughs> and and, Fle- and it was Fleur's sister, which was so fucked. Like the rest of them, it's like, girl, I just met, girl, I've been dating for a while, my buddy, oh, my little sister. Oh, okay, cool, great, thanks. Well, I'm saying, like, and, and hold up, hold up, everybody else is there. Like this Fleur from France. Like, 
hey, like, come lure. on in. We're gonna lure. we're gonna we're gonna throw you lure. under the water for an hour. Lure her in from France. <laughs> nice lure. Uh, uh, <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> so much. Now give her a broomstick. Um, wait. So so Harry, remind me of uh, the sequence here, right? Harry gets there first. Yep. But then, yep. but then box right because he's like, mm-hmm. oh no. Like, yeah, these other that's what I was kind of saying before, right? Like, <laughs> like, oh man, they're gonna kill. Like, come on, Harry, bro, they're not. bro come on, bro, like, come on, bro, win the game. You play to win the game, and like, and and we've we've talked at length about like the stupidity of them. They're being judges. Like, this should be a time based thing, whatever. Yeah, easy one, right? Like, yeah, and so like the thing is from 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 uh. A spectator perspective and a betting perspective because again ludo bagman is involved betting is happening um like think about like the implications of harry potter not understanding the rules of this game while you're over on the side trying to bet on it and you're like oh i bet harry's going to you know harry harry did really well in that first round kids got natural talent slash they're rigging it for him because that's going to sell papers i'm gonna bet on harry potter to, to finish this one first and you would have been right because he has a literal death eater feeding him the answers. Okay, cool. And then what? <laughs> he sits there because he doesn't know the rules. Again, he's the dumbest boy alive. I'd be willing to bet that had he been paying attention, somebody would have been like, nobody's life is in mortal danger here, guys. <laughs> um, but he was probably like, that is something we haven't, that's something we haven't considered that he was in fact told and just was not paying attention. <laughs> Which yeah, honestly Cedric, sort of checks out. Are you sure he's late to this task, by the way? Yeah, yeah. He is. Because Dobby he oversleeps and Dobby yeah. has to wake him up and give him the game. Um yeah, I mean I, I I just think like it's it's possible he's an idiot and didn't pay attention to the rules. And then but like remember, Cedric and Crumb both super cool with letting people die if that was not explained. They were like, well, shit, man. I mean, sucks to suck. Shouldn't have been the younger sister of a failure. Sorry. I to tell you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, no floors out of it. Sister dead. No big deal. Yeah. yeah like, you, you thought you, you were entering one daughter into the into the meat grinder. And you lost two. Sucks to suck. Like, Harry, no, man, we're not doing that. Oh, God. Such a saving people complex, though. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Just, just absurd. He's a glory hunter. Yeah, he's a glory hunter. He's a glory, glory hunter. hunter. Yeah, yeah. Just even when you. Yeah, I agree, Adam. Who didn't just cut out uh, on the internet? That's fine. Um, but, but I think like to put like just sort of like a. I've been saying put a bow on things recently. I don't know why. Um, like the second hard. task. Yeah, it's possible. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, shout out to to one of my daughters for being apparently a guest star in this episode. Um, but, <laughs> for shouting out during the episode, I'm yes. on a roll, baby. <laughs> um, so, so to put a bow on like the sort of the second uh, task, um, I, I I think that there's something fundamentally hilarious about the fact that um, Harry had gills for like an hour. And there was a situation, there was a scenario in which he finishes early and can't breathe above the water. And I think that's very, very funny. Oh, I never even thought about that. Because he like would have like finished, gotten up there and been like, ah, ah. he's like choking to death, flopping on the, the, the yeah, layout. that makes it even dumber how like perfectly he timed it. That's yeah, just that's, dumb. That's, that's super, super, super uh, convenient there um, that we were able to do that. Um, 
you know, and Crumb turning turning his head into a shark. I, I like it. I like where your head's at. I like I like the uh, you know it, it seems like the, the the a good way to protect yourself. Um, putting a bubble around your mouth, um, you know, makes sense. I, I don't know what Flora was trying to do. Uh, again, in the movies, we don't really see what she was up to. Was she like also explain? Did she try to transfigure herself? I, I don't that actually sounds right. And yeah. then uh, uh, she got tangled up in weeds, right? And then she got caught by the mer people. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Um, so uh, at the end of it, um, uh, and, and this, I'm, I'm going to reiterate what is probably my strongest held belief about Goblet of Fire that has nothing to do with um, like actual plot, but actually about the Triwizard Tournament. Floor should not have been able to participate in the third round. She failed. She's out. You lose. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. Dunzo can't finish. You're done. I like that. Yeah, like I, I and and like it, it fixes the Harry problem because then when he sees the dragon, he's like, "And I am out. Thank you, everybody. I, I did not want to be here in the first place." And it's like, okay, well, he's DQ'd. Or <laughs> is out after two. She's DQ'd, and then they send Cedric to you know do his duty, do the thing that he was going to do anyways. And like, how does die. how does die is what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. <laughs> What was the question about Moody? Uh, I don't need to follow that up. We're good. He's just going to die. Yeah, that's that's just that's just how we're going to do it. Um, I'm not hosting this episode, so I don't I don't know if you want to do more. You want to do less? I'm 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 just here along for the ride. Yeah, meet so, meets. We're kind of just all in your world right now. Yeah, all in all in Mojo's world right now. I'm I'm whatever. Yeah, I mean, like we can. This is a production meeting at this point. Do you want to continue? Do you want to? I don't know what happens after the second the second uh, thing. I know Florida. Oh, no, I gotta Harry. go. Oh, okay. I gotta I gotta go. Sorry. Oh, apparently I, I, I am. Uh, apparently I am the uh, the host now. So a special thank you to my uh, the actual host of this episode, uh, Napoleon Greg, aka Mr. Marjorie Rising eighty nine. Uh, that's where you can find him on Twitter. Um, Special thank you to our guest and friend and uh, occasional uh, panelist, uh, Adam. You can find Adam at Stan USMNT. Um, he has uh, fun fun threads about uh, about about the soccer's and uh, occasionally the basketballs. Um, we had a a, a robust uh, disagreement about whether or not uh, two big lineups with no shooting works at the highest level. Um, <laughs> I, I I I will defend my my point. Uh, and, which is to say that um, Tony Allen was an all-star one year in the last 15. So, you know, um, you can uh, find me at uh, Diamonds Esquire. I'm not usually there. I don't tweet from there unless it's about basketball, but I, uh, I'm usually the guy behind the main account at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, you can't find my daughter who, again, you heard a lot of from this episode uh, because we don't allow her to have social media because she's two. And figure it out. But if you ever see a tweet from from the main account or from my account, that's just, just a series. That's of the only. Yeah, that was definitely her. Yeah, she yeah. has tweeted before. She has tweeted before. Um, so uh, we will get our Instagram up and running just uh, around the time that I allow my daughters to have social media. Spoiler alert: never, because social media <laughs> is terrible. Um, you found us on Twitter. You know it's terrible. Um, as a special uh, thank you to uh, Smith. We're evidence of that. Yeah, really. Uh, special thank you to the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Air decided to put in. Um, you know, again, as always, hopefully it's PBR. It's all we want. All we want is PBR. Um, so please like, subscribe, share. Tell us, uh, 
tell us your favorite uh your harry potter thing or i don't know just leave reviews we like them they're fun um th- it can be one star like we we don't we don't, our our ratings being Those a four funny. point yeah our ratings being a 4.2 doesn't really change uh anything about our lives so if you want to make it a 3.7 by giving us a one star have at it we believe in you um but uh as always please uh please tell your friends we do appreciate listens we do appreciate interactions so um please like subscribe share all that other fun stuff um Obviously, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time.
Touchlines and Touchdowns Podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A absentee-ish version of the Touchline Media Group. Uh, I am your host, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. In a moment, you will hear my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump. If it sounds like I am recording this at a different time, it is. I was 20-ish minutes late to recording because, as you will hear, almost no doubtedly, uh, I have uh, children who don't like to go to sleep on time, so that's life. Um, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decides to put in. Uh, ideally, it will be uh, alcohol, because, you know, it's, it's the weekend when I'm recording this, and, you know, have fun. Um, we are joined in this episode by uh, Adam, a.k.a. USMNT Stan. You can find him on Twitter at StanUSMNT. Um, you can find all of us at Twitter uh, at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. So I'm going to uh, leave it to uh, the boys to get started. Sports Social Podcast Network.